I just wanted to bring you a couple of uh, scriptures this morning. I want to bring you uh, a summary thought from a statement from our Baptist Association that we belong to and encourage you to continue to think and pray. This is an important time in the life of the history of our country. It's not the most important thing. There are a lot of important things going on. And in fact, I think sometimes this is a real distraction to some of the other key things that are going on. But I just wanted to just bring this to you this morning. And so, uh, and I want to then pray with you and we can take a moment to pray together this morning. So this is a statement, the first paragraph is a statement that our Baptist Association has come up with uh, a little while ago. It says, marriage, according to the biblical pattern, is a lifelong and exclusive commitment between a man and a woman instituted by God for the benefit and enrichment of mankind and calling for mutual love, faithfulness and understanding. That was affirmed some years ago by our Baptist Assembly, well before all of this was coming up, but it's been a statement that we've affirmed as a group of Baptists for many years. It'll be a similar statement to what follows, which is a bigger group, which is the Baptist World Alliance General Council. And a number of years ago, they passed this resolution confirming that the Baptist World Alliance proclaims the biblical definition of the family, a permanent monogamous heterosexual union as the original divine plan for family life, which must continue to serve as the foundation and ideal for an ordered and effective society. So that's what's called the Baptist World Alliance. It's a group of Baptists from around the the globe, uh, of which our Australian Baptist Association fits within the Baptist World Alliance. And this is a statement uh, quite a few years ago from the BWA General Council. So that's historically where we sit as a Baptist Association. We used to be called the Baptist Union. Um, They've now dropped that word. We're now called the New South Wales and ACT Baptist Assembly. And that is our statement, the top paragraph. And it comes from some clear scriptures. Here's a reminder of a few of them. Genesis 1, 26 to 28. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image. This is God speaking in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. We're very familiar with those foundational statements from such a key book as Genesis about the creation of man and woman and this institution of of coming together like this in the next chapter of Genesis 2, verse 24. That's why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. Here the record is reminding us about the purpose of marriage, to become one flesh, to unite a man and a woman and they leave their respective families, they create a new family together. We're familiar with this teaching. Jesus picks up this teaching and in the New Testament in Mark 10 verse 6 Jesus says this, but at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Just quoting straight from Genesis. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And so we're familiar with these words of Jesus. We're familiar with the words of Matthew. What I want to remind us of as well is... What's becoming clear, isn't it, with headbutts to ex-prime ministers and all sorts of behaviours going on in, uh, in our society at the moment, 
that we particularly, as people of God, must continue to live as the people of God. And a clear reference here from Paul, not to judge the world. We are to, we are to exhort each other in the church to follow Jesus. Our role is not to judge the world. Um, now, that's a whole topic in itself. All I want to do is go through this verse so that we get it again. Paul says, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 9, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral or the greedy or swindlers or idolaters. In that case, you would have to leave this world. You get his argument. But now I'm writing to you so that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister but is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or slanderer, a drunkard or swindler. These are strong words from Paul. Do not even eat with such people. Now, what he's saying is they're the people within the church claiming to be followers of Jesus who are clearly not living like followers of Jesus. He says this, What business is it of mine, verse 22, to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside, expel the wicked person from among you. Strong words. Paul is saying, if you are claiming to live like Jesus, but clearly not by your behaviour, your thoughts, um, the way you live, the way you act, Paul is saying that's, that's what we can stand up with inside the church and say, hey, be careful, this is what Jesus wants us to do, this is how we should live, and we should be very strong in the church about um, helping each other, you and me, helping each other live more and more like Christ. Paul is saying, I do not judge those outside the church. That's up to God. That's a lot we could talk about there, but that's an important verse. A couple of verses to remind us how, no matter what happens, we are to, how we are to live before others. 1 Peter 3 and Colossians 4. Peter says, In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. A common verse when we talk about sharing our faith with the world, that we do so with gentleness and respect, being ready to talk about marriage and what God uh, teaches us about marriage, to do so with gentleness and respect if people want to ask about that and why we believe it. Colossians 4, Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. This has got a lot to do with how we respond as the people of God in talking to our community, our neighbours and our family. You would be very familiar with the fact that there are some within this church and you would know others, friends no doubt, whose own families are going through a lot of pain at the moment and have been for a while with those who might be uh, following a, a, a gay lifestyle or uh, are in the middle of some of this gender conversation, wondering about where they're at. And within our own fellowship, we've got families that are, that are hurting with this, people not even being able to talk to each other about this, not being able to get it on the table and being able to talk. These scriptures remind us how we need to try and talk to each other. Matthew 22, a really important reminder. This is part of our vision statement. Jesus says, what's the greatest commandment? To love the Lord your God with everything you've got, your heart, your soul, your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it, love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these commandments. So no matter where people stand, no matter what people are thinking, the scriptures exhorting us to live and respond in a way that is godly in a way that is gracious in the, in the things that we say and our actions with them. What am I doing? I'm just listing this to let you know some of the things I'm processing here. I'm seeking to live out our vision, to love God, to love others, to serve our world in Jesus' name. That's what I'm seeking to do. I'm praying. I'm praying for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's told us how we should live. 
I'm praying that that would be happening. I'm reading the Word of God. I'm, I'm seeking to be informed from God's Word. I'm praying. Um, I'm praying for wisdom and grace in all this. I'm, I've written to politicians. I've signed online petitions. I'm, I'm doing, as I look at certain things, I'm trying to involve myself in things that I feel are meaningful or helpful. And not all of them are, especially things online. I'm praying. You get a pattern here. I'm seeking to pray. I'm praying for strength to honour God in a broken world. It's a broken world. All of us are broken people. That's why Jesus came. And out of our brokenness, we need to respond with grace and care. I'm trying to make the vote count prayerfully and thinking about it. So trying to do that. I'm praying. I'm praying for what God wants me to do. It's a big part of our Baptist heritage. Some people think that that baptisms are our distinctive. It is not. Um, That's way down the list. One of the most important distinctives of the Baptist family is the Lordship of Christ, that we respond to Jesus as Lord, and we are not. We are servants. So what does he as Lord want us to do? And another big one is freedom of conscience. We do not tell people what to vote and what to do in regard to this, but we, we exhort each other to come before the Lord, to listen to him, to read his word, to talk and pray together about how we should move forward. I'm praying for that to happen. I'm seeking, and I do this failingly, I fail at this all the time, but I'm seeking to live in grace and humility as believers, regardless of you know, the vote outcome. We don't know what's going to happen with this, but I want to keep living in grace and humility. I'm praying for unity as our country becomes more and more fragmented at the moment. This is not an issue to fragment over, but we are. So I'm praying for unity for us. I'm remembering that God is always in control. God is sovereign. We're going to look at that a little bit today as we start a new series, looking at end times. But regardless of the outcome, God is always in control. So that's not meant to be you know, heavy, what are you doing? It's just, I'm, just, I'm simply saying this is a few things that I'm doing. And I'm seeking to, to pray and talk to others, to, to God, to seek to, to do what I can do, to be salt and light, to get my head around some of these issues. You all have to come before God and pray about what you're doing and what God is calling you to do, not only as you mark a, a, a survey paper, a ballot paper, but also as you live for Christ and how you talk and how you uh, interact. Uh, as a minister of the gospel, as part of the Baptist denomination. I marry people on the basis of the 1961 Marriage Act, which says that marriage is for a man, uh, between a man and a woman, that they're the people that I marry. I've never married anyone else. I'm not allowed to in this country, and I, and I wouldn't. But our country's changing, and our world is changing. And I just wanted to call us to take some time to pray this morning as a church, as a fellowship, and to think about maybe people in your own life, your own sphere of influence, that might need to know that God loves them, no matter where they're at, that we love them too, and we need to demonstrate that love. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13 that without love, if we have all the gifts and do amazing things, if we give our bodies to the poor, if we you know, speak with beauty of angels and, and you know, the wisdom of God, and so if we do all of that but have not love, it's a clanging gong, a noisy symbol. The Christian church needs to be the very presence of Jesus right now, not a clanging gong or a noisy symbol. And if we do anything, even if it is a good thing to do, without love, the scripture tells us it's going to grate. So let's pray for ourselves. I want to invite you just to take some time yourself in this quiet moment to pray. Pray for clarity from God. Pray 
that we would be people who uphold the scriptures, that seek to obey the scriptures and yet still seek to work within a country that may go this way or that way. Whichever way it goes, are we going to continue to live out the convictions of our faith and honour God in this troubling time? Not just for our country, but many countries have gone this way or might in the future. Would you just take some time to pray with me? Just take a few moments. Come before the Lord. Pray for your own families. Pray for marriages to be strengthened. Pray for Australia to have an openness to hear from God on this. And then I'll lead you as we close. Just take a few moments to pray. Father, we believe in you. We believe you as the Lord God of the universe, who with a word spoke and creation happened. You've revealed yourself in many ways to humanity. Through your prophets of old, who spoke your words, often at great cost, often whose lives were taken by people who didn't understand or who didn't want to follow you. You've revealed yourself through your creation. The word reminds us that the heavens declare the glory of God, that we can look around and see evidence of intelligent design, evidence of a designer, evidence of a creator. You are that creator. You've revealed yourself to us most through your son, Jesus, who is the exact representation of you. When we see you, Lord Jesus, we see the Father. So as we hear your words, as recorded in the Gospels, we are hearing from God the Father. When we hear you, Lord Jesus, pick up the words of Genesis to talk about the purpose of marriage, then we know this is coming from the authority of God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Father, we live in a world that doesn't, by and large, respond to you or seek to live by your revealed will. We love it when we hear people responding to you. We love it when we're hearing about Muslims, for example, this morning that that are leaving the faith and, and challenged to think about the Christian message. We love hearing about that. But we do know that governments, particularly in the West, have for a long time now not been interested in knowing what you think what you have spoken about certain issues what the church understands and we want to pray for our government and for our own lives now that we would be people who seek to know your revealed will to be familiar with your scriptures to learn afresh what it is to stand on the word of God and in this case to understand what marriage is about It's your ideal. And when we live in such a fallen world, when we live in such a broken world where people are uh, thinking all sorts of thoughts about their sexuality and about their gender and seeking to impose that on on schools or on children, uh, Father, we we just want to stand up and say this is... we, We just need your help. We want to stand up and say, Lord, direct us inform us, help us to speak while we have the opportunity to speak for you, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus. Yes, in our words and also in lives that 
are gracious and respectful. Father, we certainly haven't heard the end of this. It'll go on for some time, we know that. And then after the, the survey results, after the postal votes have come back in, there'll be all sorts of discussions, no doubt. Father, we want to pray for a sense of peacefulness in our country about this, that we can talk together openly. We want to pray that this country would follow your desired will. We want to pray that marriages would be strengthened, that men and women would uh, seek you, Lord God, that children would have parents that point them to you. And Father, in the complexity of all that we're experiencing as a nation, we just ask that you would give us your wisdom. Your word says, if anyone lacks it, that you provide it. And so, Lord, be with those who are making laws, be with those who are thinking about decisions at a government level, and we pray for a supernatural intervention of your spirit to to guide and, and direct our country, that we might live righteous lives, that we might want to know more about Jesus because there are no answers anywhere else, that the Lordship of Christ would reign. And so, Father, strengthen our hand to live for you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.